Hello, this is Nikki, Mindset and Life Coach, and you are listening to the Mind House Ball Podcast, where we are on a mission to normalize normal conversations, get comfortable with our mental health, and provide space for growth, learning, and empowerment. Thank you for joining us, and I'm so glad you are here. I feel like I want to start wrapping. Guess who's back? Back again. Well, it's definitely not Eminem here <laughs> again. Hi. What's really special if I'm on twice? I know. Well, I think it's just because we can talk forever about any single subject in the world. So. Yeah, that awesome. is a testament to who we are, and as well, we want to give one of the. Um, one of the, well, the most famous podcasters, a shout out, Mr. Joe Rogan, would also do something of this kind as well. Having the same podcast episode or guest on twice. Is that one of his traits? Yeah, that's one thing that like he does consistently, which I think is quite cool. Following in Joe Rogan's podcast footsteps there. Yeah, maybe, you never know. And maybe one day you might even listen to this. You just don't know. And then we'll be even more. Yes, Joe. Three cheers for Joe. (laughs) Um, Give yourself a little intro. Well, obviously, some of you guys obviously may have listened to the first. (laughs) If you didn't, go and listen to the first episode. Um, But yeah, I'm obviously very, very passionate about, you know, supporting a range of different people in a range of different ways. My... um, sort of ideal people that I support is primarily male executives and business owners, supporting them to understand themselves more, reduce stress, um, sort their heads out. (laughs) Um, But ultimately, you know, supporting them to just be better leaders of themselves, their businesses and the people around them. And to also understand like, what are their values and are they living to them or not? Um, In terms of how Mm -hmm. things changed since last time we spoke i wouldn't say they changed massive amounts sort of within myself i'm still looking forward and like helping as many people as possible um but we're also about to launch a, an amazing e-learning platform which is going to be extremely interesting um, and kind of bringing what's the name it's called alt b alternative business education which i'm super excited about and yeah it's kind of um I'm kind of glad we've arrived at sort of sharing that because us having these conversations is exactly what kind of education gets to be shared in businesses around the world. Like this is important to a lot of people. Um, I'm really, really glad that we can now introduce that and Mm -hmm. collaborate with the Mind Health School. Oh, yes. Um, You forgot to tell us your name though. Yes, I'm Josh Cheatham, and that was my introduction. Thank you. Great introduction. I'm super excited about Alt-B. It's going to be really exciting. A lot of work gone into it. Yeah, do you know what? And and that's, I absolutely agree. Yeah, thank you so much for acknowledging that. I think there's a, one thing that's been really positive is just there's a lot of consistent work, creativity, a lot of thinking about it. That's a good, you know, tip for anyone that's listening. You know, think about what you're doing. Like, 
you're going to do something special and you're going to make an impact, think about what it is that you're doing and like take the time to think about it properly. Because that's what I'm sure there'll be loads. I'm interested to see what you think. Like, I'm I was sure going to say, I feel like that's speaking to me, saying that indirectly yeah. to me. Think about what you're doing. But how many people like, and I've done this before, have got excited about something or launched something and you've maybe rushed it or you've, you know, you've put all your energy into something, but they're not necessarily thought properly around it. And honestly, mm-hmm. I can honestly say with more confidence than ever that with Alt B as a platform, and make sure you share this, get this bit on video, is like with Alt B as a platform, we're really thinking about what we're doing. Like we're thinking about what do people actually want? You know, what information we can collect, what conversations can we have? And in some ways it's like the power of actually going slow. It sounds a bit weird. Like the power of actually going slow is just creating so much amazing momentum, but giving us so much confidence. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You it's would have really thought cool. slow and momentum would be in the same sentence. But you that's like a lot of you you do a lot of that, don't you? Like a lot of the your coaching is based on slowing down, not speeding up. Um yeah. slowing down things, especially from a mental health perspective, like you can't create a calm mental well being by implementing more. You actually have to strip back and take it back to basics. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely like the power of doing less and being more. I was speaking to one of my clients last night, um, <clears throat> you know, male executive, extremely busy. Um, and that's one thing that he's, that he's challenged with, you know, now, now looking at how does he actually slow down? We, we, I've given him a book. It's a book called deep work by Cal, Cal Newport. And Ooh, that, say that again, you broke up actually, a little bit. What was the book's name? The book's called, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, And I actually gave him the book and it's talking about how do we take deeper, more meaningful action in the things that we do with more focus and like more intentionality. But, you know, we can continue to reiterate this, the power of slowing down and things like that. But we, we tend to, as human beings, like think that we've got to speed up or think that we've got to do more. And in reality, like times are changing. Like we don't actually have to do anything more. We just got to mm. be. Um, yeah. And it's a skill. It's a skill that a lot of people get to consider and develop. It's very, very, very important right now. Yeah. I feel like you're speaking to me. <clears throat> don't don't your pen me. Um, all right. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Moving on. So what are we here for today? Well, actually, let, let, let me answer that. So, a few weeks ago, I don't know if you remember this, but a few weeks ago we were chatting, I know you will remember it because you remember the scenario in which we were talking about it, which we won't go into. But I was presented with a situation and um, the situation basically involved, you've got no idea what I'm going to say, do you? Yeah, go on, I'm listening. The situation involved um, basically an incident where I felt like I had been, I don't want to say disrespected, but disappointed, I suppose is the word. 
And mm. I asked you for a little bit of guidance and I was like, I don't really know how to respond. I know how I feel. I felt really annoyed. I felt um, disappointed, I suppose. The worst way that you could ever feel is to feel let down by someone. But I was like, how do I respond? And you actually said to me, if you can respond from a place of compassion and empathy, if you can. Yeah. And I was like, I love that so much because whilst I am annoyed and whilst I am disappointed, yes, I absolutely can respond in that way. And actually, I loved it so much that we're now going to do a whole podcast episode talking about mm. compassion and empathy. Mm. <laughs> um, and yeah, so just my thoughts on that, on that situation really is that um, specifically from a mental health perspective, right? So I, I am somebody who is of sound mind. I have very good mental health. I have a very strong mindset. Um, I've got really strong values. I've got boundaries in place. Um, I protect myself. I've been doing the work, basically. I've done the work. I'm doing the work. I'm grateful for being in a situation where I've had my mom who's been encouraging me to do the work. You know, I've been around people who've been in the personal development world. So I've got here because of the support from other people. <clears throat> and I suppose when I'm presented with these situations in which I'm challenged, I already have the tools to be able to respond in that in that place the, to the to the point where I know if it's going to benefit me in the short term or the long term or not in either. But I've also realised that there's so many people who don't have those tools. They don't know how to respond, or they, and they just react and they'll react in the moment because they don't have the tools to like manage their emotions X Y Z. And it just really like sort of took took me off caught me off guard when you said that sentence if you can because <clears throat> it just basically reiterated the fact that there's so many people who do not know how to respond to any situation other than emotionally and mm. um yeah i think that the world right now needs a lot more compassion and a lot more empathy and just basically for you to if if you have those range of emotions available to you and you can approach situations um, in a way where you can show that, you know, you're coming from a, a place of compassion, then we absolutely need to start sharpening that tool. Yeah. Um, they're my thoughts. Take it away. No, I absolutely agree. Sharpening the tool. And that's like the thing. That. You know, so powerful. So powerful what you're saying. And thank you for like, you know, operating from a place of like vulnerability. I think you're absolutely right. The skill is we know that or we can share that and we can be aware of that. How do we actually sharpen the tool? And it's quite interesting. Like while I'm listening to you and we've already, we have this conversation quite a lot, honestly, like while you're speaking there, like that just resonates with me so much mm. because even though I said that to you, that doesn't invalidate or suggest that I don't, I haven't felt like that as well. Do you mm. understand what I mean? And what, what I want to do before I start dive, before we start diving into it, is I just want to ask the question to people because I think it's really important for people to be really, really clear and understanding of, of, of what we're talking about and to also um, have concepts of go, okay, 
have I felt like this? Like, how do I feel like in relation to the situation? So the question that I want to pose to everyone is like, have you ever felt let down or disappointed because of somebody else or a circumstance outside of you? And in result, in the result of feeling let down or the result of being of someone doing something to you or you perceive someone doing something to you, the result is you feel angry, sad, frustrated, lonely, let down, hurt, all of these things, and you're not sure what to do with their emotions and you're not sure how to respond, right? That's what that's the context that I'm giving people. Most people will answer the word, will answer yes. And the reason why we're asking this question is because in truth, we want people's opinions on it, we want people's opinions of this so we can bring um, knowledge and experience together and then serve people better with this information. Mm-hmm. So in relation to my thoughts on it, you know, it is important for us to sharpen this tool. And the side note that I really want to acknowledge to people is even when we operate from a place of empathy and compassion and we practice that, if we can, it was a really good thing that you said there. Like the reason why we tagged that you on You said it. Yeah, but it was good that you reiterated it because if you can <laughs> give somebody choice. Yeah. And the reason why that's important is because one thing that's so important and this at this when we talk about this is that we're not here to invalidate people's feelings. Like yeah, ever. and and also it, it gives you that boundary in the sense that like we we were talking about this the other day that um, you need to actually express the emotions that you're okay. feeling, and yeah. it's not as you know to suppress them is not healthy either. But mm. the other thing is sometimes, oftentimes we react. So we're talking about responses here but reacting and responses are different. So a lot of the time we react in, in, in the moment where it is emotionally fueled and it will mm. cause a lot more short-term and long-term damage than if you took a step back and you responded. Yeah. So yes, if in your response, you still feel that the emotion, the energy, you know, you still feel that you've got something which you need to discuss or communicate with, that specific person then or whoever it is yeah absolutely do that you don't have to always act from a place of compassion and empathy it's not what we're saying here but most of the time when you take yourself out of the situation and you respond you can do it from a place where you can see perspective you're not just in the moment I was actually writing it um writing a little script about Oh, was I writing about perspective? Was I writing about perspective or was it a different subject? I don't know. But basically I described it as if, say if you were in the middle of Euston station and you were trying to get to the bus because you were trying to see what platform your train was leaving and you're trying to push past and you're trying to get through and you can't see the boards and you're getting really stressed out and like you're like trying to get there and you're running late and everyone's like coming in front of you or whatever and it takes you forever to get to the board, right? Then you get to the board and you realize that your platform's on the other side and you've got to fight through everyone. So that's an example of how when you're in the moment, it's really hard for you to see what you need to see. But actually there's a, there's a ground level and then there's a level one of view sensation. So you could actually go to the balcony and you'd have a clear view of, of, of the boards. That's yeah. perspective. He's stood there. He's chilling. He knows exactly where his platform is. He knows exactly what time he needs to leave him to get there because he's seen it from a different angle. 
exact same person with the exact same end result but two totally different perspectives because he's taking a step back that's exactly how i love an analogy but that's exactly how it is when you're in the moment you can't see the bigger picture you can't see what's happening you just see what what your tunnel vision is showing you and what you're you're allowing yourself to see yeah yeah that's what what a great analogy and it's quite interesting because what you're at what i feel you're describing there is this well it's the battle isn't it between reacting and response like fear Mm. and love like pain and pleasure it's this like internal well it's like a little challenge like it's the two sides of the coin however you want to describe it and i'm not gonna lie like I, I I feel that like I I have I can honestly say in the past six months I felt that on on a few occasions and it's yeah. something that I've I continue to like be with and delve into and talk about because you know everything comes the results that you produce in your life you know how well you how well your mental health is how how well you um, feel on a daily basis you know the relationships that you have, the career that you build, the results that you produce, whatever them results may be, all come down to your state. That's what we're speaking about. Like, can you use more empathy and compassion um, to be in a better state? I'll be completely honest. I did some work with my own self last week and I recognized that sometimes I felt myself, you know, feeling a little bit triggered and buying into fear and uncertainty because of the current collective uncertainty that's going on around us Mm. and what I noticed about myself was I noticed that I could have been speaking about things better that's all I wrote was like how can I speak about things in a more positive light and I've been working on it with my own self but why is that important because I can then choose more empathy and understanding of the world or understanding of other people Mm. to then regulate my state and then be balanced more more of the time and then not being and being a resourceful state more 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 versus an unresourceful state the skill is how do we actually do that that's the skill yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. what do you want to go into the skill or should we yeah yeah go on crack on looking no you go in terms of the skill, I think, and we, we spoke about this before. Yeah. Pausing, pausing, pausing and going slow. Like the ability to stop and spend time with your own self is, is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether that be journaling, doing a meditation, going for a coffee on your own, just, just giving yourself that gift of like, your own mm. silence or your own time to just be with yourself. That will definitely, definitely help. As mm. I just mentioned, I did some recognition work with myself and then I changed something. I changed the way that I was speaking about things because I was recognizing that the, the, the way that I speak about things is going to determine, is going to have an impact on my state. I then um, wrote some stuff in my journal, which allowed me to become aware of how I was speaking about things. And then I changed something and that's allowed me to be better overall um but i think there's there's a lot of different um outcomes and facets to this conversation and what i mean by that is is that whatever you choose to be true for you if you are feeling hurt 
is going to determine whether you stay there or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that. <laughs> so whatever you choose to be true for you, if you are feeling hurt, is going to determine whether you stay there or not. That's the truth. Like that is the truth. We all, I've got to take my own advice as well. Like that's something that we get to acknowledge. Yeah. If we're in an emotional state at that time and we can't think with that much clarity with that question, we're going to get charged up and we're going to send that message or we're going to make that phone call or like pissed off and we're going to be like, Mm. so I think that's the question. Like, what what I want what I would like to give people is it is something for you, to, for you to consider that would help you move towards a more state of empowerment, a more empowering way of being. So, and this is so this is this is a question that I would ask myself as well. So, what what could you think that would allow you to feel empowered about this situation? What could you think that would allow you to feel empowered about this situation? Because really, when we change our thinking about something, that allows us to experience more empathy and compassion. I'm glad you said that because asking yourself that, if I was to ask myself that question, say it again. Guzzle that water and say it again. What could you think? Yeah. That would allow you to feel more empowered about this situation. Yeah. So for me, the way that I would answer that is that let's let's say, because yes, we have situations with people that we actually know, but we also have situations that were like on the street or like when we're in the car and like people pull out and like, you know, like that whole like responding in the moment to like strangers and, and on the phone to like customer service people and, you know, all of these crazy habits that we have or not even habits but crazy response mechanisms we have to people that we don't even know so in that situation for me genuinely and and this is a this is something that I feel like I've carried with me for probably the last like five years I don't even know how long but you've got no idea what that other piece that other person's really going through like yeah the what take forget about me and like how I feel in that moment because like we've just said like emotions pass and a lot of the time we'll react or respond and and then it's done then and you know you move on and you forget about it unless it's like a huge deal but usually it's not you've got no idea what the other person's going through and like who whoever's on the other end of the phone or the person who's pulled out in front of you or whatever and and the question that you've just asked, like what you could do, and for me, the answer would be that you would just think like, I don't know what that person's going through, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. And because like, I've been there like on the end, the end of like somebody else being snappy or like somebody else reacting emotionally towards something that I've done. And it's minor, like it could be so minor. But when you're not in the right headspace, it's fucking horrible. Like it's horrible to be in that place where you know that someone's angry with you and like you can't you can't deal with it. You don't you don't know how to deal with it. And like I know if I've felt like that in the past, then a lot of other people have as well. And and it's just knowing that like what how you respond to things could be the difference between somebody else having a really good day or somebody else having a really shit day 
and I think that's what it comes down to and um the other thing that I feel like I speak about this on every single podcast that I do but it's something which I feel really really passionate about which is why I'm in the niche that I'm in with with coaching I coach people of influence because I feel like when you're a person of influence you automatically get put on this pedestal from other people like the normal people who who just have normal jobs and you know live a semi-normal life but when you're a person of influence you automatically get given this like like people put you on a pedestal where you have to be perfect you can't make mistakes and as soon as you do you just get absolutely ripped to shreds mm-hmm. and um like Chad McBoseman's a perfect example of that how I don't know if you saw you probably did Josh but yeah. um while he was battling with cancer he, he obviously lost so much weight and there was memes flying around about him being like Black Panther to this and um yeah and like everyone's so fucking quick to judge and jump on people and like attack people for not living up to like what they think, what that person thinks that they should be living up to. I see it with celebrities all the time and it drives me wild because um, that person didn't become a celebrity and then all of a sudden become a perfect person. Just like if you came became a celebrity tomorrow, you wouldn't, neither would I, neither would I any single one of my friends and that person also has mental health um that they need to prioritize and that they might not have the tools to do so so what gives you the right anyone the right to criticize to judge to attack or try to demean that person Mm. and and I think like for me, like that's what compassion and empathy comes down to. Like, it's not about me. It's compassion and empathy for me isn't about me. It's about, it's about the way that I respond to other people. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Thank you for did, sharing that. I mean, did I just go off on a tangent? No, no, it was, it was, it was bang on. And I think what I was thinking about them while, while she was speaking is what, what we're encouraging here and this is a message for everybody is Mm. we're encouraging collective ownership to choose Mm. empathy and compassion more often. Right. And the reason why this is interesting, because most of the time there's two people or two circumstances involved in the, and when you're choosing. And while you was thinking, then I was like, okay, well, what about the other person? And the thing is in, in any, in any form of life, right it sounds really cheesy, but you have to be, or you get to be the change that you actually want to see because you can't control like what other people are going to do. But what Mm. you can do is you can take ownership of your own self and go, okay, if I choose empathy and compassion more often, and we do podcasts like this and we have this conversation and then more people choose empathy and compassion more often, Mm like to think that if more people took more ownership then it would become collective ownership and it create a ripple effect of empathy and compassion yeah at the same time like you know that that probably um that's that the truth is like not everyone's going to be able to do that that's, it's, it's, it's impossible like that's yeah. not going to happen but if more people could do that and just have the tools to be able to do that you know, people would have better relationships and people would be able to, um, yeah, would be able to ma- manage situations a lot better. And you just kind of made a, a really important, you use the story of obviously Chadwick Boseman, which is a perfect story, but as well, like 
sometimes it's like not just celebrities. You know, I, I remember one of my one of my mentors said to me like years ago, and I was being coached and I was in a really unresourceful state. <laughs> and I'll never forget it. It was like, right, um, Josh, when are you gonna stop making it about you? <laughs> and it was true. <laughs> It was true. You know, I was very, very sad and I was very upset about a certain situation. But it comes down to, well, why was I feeling like that? And it's Mm. because the ego likes to do that. Like the ego within us likes ourselves. And, you know, I I honestly think there's not a right or wrong with this situation. I think we're having this conversation to just bring awareness to people. Um. I do think, you know, I keep thinking about it while she's speaking. I do think there gets to be two sides to this. I think number one, Mm. you know, have you got a space or a way or a method that works for you, for you to express emotion, for you to recognize how you feel about something? Mm. Because if you've not, that's going to cause a problem. Like that is going to be a challenge for a lot of people, you know. And And that would look like what? Like values, boundaries, things like that right well yeah but just to even recognize you know when i say recognition what i mean is go this is a circumstance that is happening and this is this is what i am observing so i notice i'm feeling like this or i notice i'm feeling angry about this like that that language of i notice i'm feeling because nothing can change until you become observe something effectively like it can't change right and this is important because i get to do this better as a human being like i get to do this better so if i can't sit here and be like everybody choose empathy and compassion if i don't support people to recognize what they feel first yeah right what we pay for coaching and like you know go to therapy for like this is what we actually do mm. so it's really important for people to like find a way of doing that first and foremost because for you to drop judgment of people or drop judgment of certain situations and choose empathy and compassion, which we all know that, like logically, everybody is always doing um, their best with their model of the world. Like we all, that's a, that's a common thing, right? And I believe that, like, I believe if you strip away all of the conditions and all the shit that we've learned over time, if you strip all that away and you go and look at a baby when it's born, there's a lot of stuff that we've learned like that isn't good that isn't that isn't a positive thing like that's what mm-hmm. i believe that. i be, i believe at a core level we're pretty special like as a race like, i honestly do yeah. as humans I think we're pretty special but <laughs> what my point is is that for us to choose empathy and compassion and mm-hmm. to be like yeah this person is doing the best with them all of the world and choose like dropping judgment, forgiveness, all this stuff, yeah, which is an amazing place to be. One of my one of my coaches said to me, forgiveness is the most selfish act. And what he means by that is like when you choose forgiveness of somebody, sometimes you can do that for your own self. And I, and I, and I'll be honest here, I've been really hurt about a lot of things like Wait, all the time. Wait, so so forgiveness is the most selfless act. Selfish act. Why selfish? Because if I forgive you for something, sometimes mm. I can forgive you for myself as well as you so I can let go of this charged up energy that isn't serving me. Yeah? Do you get it? No, no. So if I'm... So I've done something to annoy you. Yep. Right. And I'm, 
forget and I'm and I'm I'm in a space of annoyance like I'm you're annoyed yeah. yeah which isn't serving me like that's not serving me as a human being to play at my highest level no so I can choose forgiveness and to drop judgment of you and to choose true forgiveness and let go yeah and that in some ways is a selfish act because it allows me to let go of the shit that isn't serving me do you get what yeah. I mean selfish how many- yeah <gasps> okay get it i think i think we've put selfish in i automatically put selfish in a in a a bracket there where i was like if you're selfish you like selfish is a really bad trait but no in that situation no like i would encourage you to be selfish in that situation yeah and that's powerful because you know we when we are in an unresourceful state or we are in a Mm. negative so whatever you want to call it if you're experiencing heaviness you can use it whatever you want to say like that isn't serving you to be the best version of you and we spoke yeah. about this last week i've done tons of work around dropping judgment of people you know choosing forgiveness i also i also think as well I just recognizing something in myself i actually think that i can get really sort of you know, hurt and upset about things quite quickly. I'm quite a sensitive person. But what I have recognized in myself that I am, I'm quite good at like forgiving people. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't know why. And maybe that's because I'm a Pisces. I, I don't know. I just, that's just the way that I am. Like, I don't, I tend, I don't think about it, but I tend to just let things go quite quickly. I don't really know why. Some people don't. But the reason why this is important is because. You know, I've delivered to a lot of people in different settings, like a lot of different people, you know, in a range of different settings. One thing that has always been a challenge for a lot of people is to actually choose forgiveness and let go of stuff. And I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. I was delivering this workshop once and there was this lady in the workshop and we were talking about forgiveness and it was the exact same topic as this, exactly the same And I was telling about stories about, you know, about when I was younger and how I've chose forgiveness to balance my state and look ahead and, you know, giving examples of, of my own life. I'll never get this woman. She said, well, I can forgive, but I can't fucking forget. And she said it. And there was just so much anger still present, like in, yeah. in the way she said it. So she's and not forgive. Well, she hasn't, she hasn't let go of anything. You can just tell by the way I said it, you, yeah. you knew straight away. And what, what, what my question to everybody, and this is, we'll open this out. We might do a poll on this is, <laughs> was that woman, does that anger that that woman has held on for a long time, does that serve her to be the best version of herself? Mm. No, of you course don't need not. To just think about it. Like, does it? And that's what, that's what we obviously support people with. Mm. It allows us to regulate ourselves. There's no doubt about that. But if I'm honest, if I'm vulnerable, I've regulated myself sometimes too much and then invalidated how I feel. So there's, there's the balance to this. There is a balance to it. Yeah, there totally is. I think like, um, the way that, like I've been sort of talking about this subject in the way that you've been talking about it. Like you're talking about much more um, top uh, situations, which there's a lot more emotion involved. So like um, 
you know, personal relationships, um, like, like some actually feeling hurt that you're kind of coming from it from that angle, right? But I yeah, think yeah. like, um, when the the way that I was talking was a lot more, um, as a collective in terms of like just being less judgmental, um, you know, like the way that we act towards like our Uber drivers, the way that we act towards the people on the street who serves us coffee, like these interactions that we constantly have throughout the day. Like, I think if we can start to incorporate compassion and empathy in those scenarios and like, just be a lot more open to like being around people from different backgrounds and situations and all of that and having compassion and empathy like it's not always doesn't have to always incorporate hurt to then show that Mm -hmm. like it's in every single action that we do but we can show it repeatedly over and over and over and over and like I I, I mean like I've been in situations where I've been in uber drivers and the people that I've been with have been like rude to the uber drivers and like I was even in a situation a few weeks ago where um, I was walking into an apartment block and the, there was a there was an Uber driver about to drop some food off and the girl was so fucking rude to him and I actually stepped in and I was like do not speak to him like that I didn't even know this guy and I didn't even know this girl but I was like how people just act this way and it and it I hate it like I hate it I hate how I, I mean even using those words that that's me not showing compassion and empathy towards that person but I suppose you just don't know like that other person's situation like and how like just one tiny action could change everything for them but I think I absolutely do agree with you with what you're saying in that you know um there's it definitely serves a purpose but also we need to be so aware of the people that we're surrounding ourselves with who have access to us who we're given access to and you know things like boundaries if your boundaries are being compromised and you are put in a position where you're being disrespected or people aren't um living up to the expectations which you put on them then yeah absolutely express that emotion and and see where the cracks are in in that relationship because we can't allow people to treat us like that but like you said about being in an unresourceful state and it's just about knowing where your limits are and knowing who who isn't respecting you as a person I suppose and for me like my tolerance is so low like my tolerance is so low I actually said to somebody um before before I turned 28 just like two weeks before my birthday and I was like when I turn 28 my tolerance for like people's bullshit is gonna be non-existent and he was like it already isn't and I was like (laughs) There we are. Yeah. Um, because I've, I've been tolerant in the past and it's not worked for me. It's mm. like I would get hurt or um, I would feel like my standards weren't being met or my, you know, things weren't, my needs weren't being met and it comes back to boundaries, doesn't it? But yeah, um, I totally, totally, totally agree with what you're saying in terms of like actually understanding and learning how to express your emotion for the benefit of the good. 
Well, that was that. That was actually quite interesting. What you were saying then. So you know, what you know, just things for people to ponder on. What are you going to tolerate? Like, what are your personal standards? Like, when when do you choose to let go for your own self? Like, what what is it that you get to let go of? Mm. And <laughs> going back to your point there about general empathy and compassion, like. Mm. Empathy is emotional intelligence. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about. It. We. Yeah. It was so interesting that when you were speaking about that situation, because you was encouraging <laughs> empathy. I know. Because that wasn't happening, but yeah. that was real. Like that was a real life thing. Um, yeah. But but that but but sorry to interrupt. But that 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 scenario where she was screaming at this guy like really going in and he was stood there not saying anything for me to step in that was me showing compassion and empathy to him but through me projecting my rage well it wasn't even rage it was just me projecting my humanity I suppose onto her to say that's not okay you don't treat people like that which I'm not saying my the way that I reacted was correct or incorrect but it was correct to me because because and but then from in hindsight she's obviously got some sort of shit going on for her to be screaming at a delivery driver. Mm, so if, exactly. if I was to look at it in hindsight, I actually should have just sent her nothing but love, said like a few words to that guy, like, I'm so sorry she spoke to you like that. I hope you had a good night. I hope you have a good night. Don't, you know, don't listen to what her words are. And then handled it, those two parties both with, with compassion and empathy but i was unable to do that in the moment <laughs> yeah the, the, but that's what i'm saying it would be this the skill is to go the skill is to have these conversations and to develop more of that right i'll yeah. give you a real example right in, in in london um months ago before i went before i went away in london i'm driving the car in london i'm in these lights and all of a sudden bang this lad gets knocked off his bike, right? Oh my god! And this car plows into this lad. Now, before before we knew it, you know, the woman's out the car. These two women are screaming at each other. You know, there's oh three god. or four cars stopped. Like it was absolutely chaos. And this lad's on the floor, obviously in shock, right? So I got out of the car. I, I shut the door. I walked up to them both, and I said, "Stop." The guy is in shock and you two are screaming at him and you're causing more problems for him. Yeah. They both literally went silent. Yeah. The guy got up and we diffused the situation just through straight communication. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the another part of me wanted to just tell these two women that they're actually making it well worse and get really, really, really irate. Mm. But what I'm saying to you is, is... It is possible, but the key thing, and this is what was very interesting, is it's also responding to our own individual state because that, for example, at that time in London, I was obviously in a relaxed state, a, a balanced state in our own self to be able to do that. Sometimes we're not yeah. like that. You said something was really, really, really key before. You know, is that, you said, it was correct for me at the time. That was a really interesting thing. It was correct for me at the time. I, I'm going to just share something back. Like, the truth is, 
we can always be better as human beings. Like we can always yeah. change. We can always Everyone. do differently. Mm. And again, collective ownership is the one that's going to come out of this. Like, yeah. you know, this is not just our responsibility. Like this is your responsibility if you're listening and it's the people around your responsibility. Like we can all be better, but we've all got to be able to choose that as individuals. So then we, we all take collective ownership. This is why platforms like this are amazing because people are going to listen to this and they are going to do something different and they are going to think about it. And yeah, people aren't going to always react in the way and it's not all going to be rosy because that would be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. However, we can be do better and we can choose empathy and we can choose compassion and we can operate from a place of love. And sometimes that's difficult. You know, I've asked myself questions in the past this year where my mind has gone, no chance. Like my mind, I've asked, how can I, how can I love this situation more? And mind's gone. Yeah, no chance. That's that's even better in a man accent. No chance. (laughs) But what I'm saying is you've got to ask yourself those questions. And again, it comes down to self-reflection. Are you doing the work or are you not? That's it. Yeah. If you're not, you are going to be triggered. And it's, you know, I, I go back to my... Oh, my write that down. Write that down. If you're not, that's when you're going to be triggered. But, but what I'd say is, I go back to my journaling session last week. And the question I asked myself was, what have I observed in myself that I get to be more aware of? So I asked myself, like, what have I observed in myself that I get to be more aware of? And yeah. honestly, I noticed in myself that I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll be, I'll be vulnerable, right? So in the UK, across the world, there's a lot of change going on. Everyone knows, right? My biggest um, value is about my own self-autonomy and freedom. And when that, when that feels like it's being suppressed and I feel suppressed, or I feel like I'm being controlled. My mind's like <gasps> in flight mode. I starts oh, fighting against it. I get triggered. So I've had to delete Facebook because there's that much scaremongering and fear yeah. going around. I can't watch it anymore, right? And I honestly put that down to. So honestly, this is what I caught myself doing. I caught myself saying things like in my mind, it's just not going well today, this. Honestly, and I kept I could hear like this I could hear myself, it's just not it's just not going well today. And I was defining and making generalizations about, and then I, and then I, the second stage of that, I then heard myself um, making speak like speaking about people bitterly, not not like in a bad way, but like in a more jokey way, but like speaking, and that was a reflection of how I was feeling internally. I've caught myself doing it, but that's mm-hmm. because of my values being rubbed up against, basically. And what I'm saying to you is, the reason why I'm being honest with you is, in doing that work, I can now share this with you. I'm now really focused on how am I speaking about things. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I have heard myself, well, I'll give you an example. Right? I think the other day, um, I, I don't know. I'm, it might have been, it might have been, yesterday I was watching some football on the telly and there's a guy that I don't like. And I heard myself like being triggered by him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I replaced it with, He's a really interesting guy, this guy. Like, I was, <laughs> what I'm saying to you is, is that that's the work that you like get to do to like mm. be, you, you get to sort of reflect and become aware, um, take ownership over how you speak about things, you know, your state 
and your level of fulfillment and what you experience in your life is no one else's responsibility. Like it just isn't. Nope, it isn't. It comes down to each of us. Yeah, it does. And, it's and weird we all that need to... to start taking more fucking ownership of our yeah, own actions. It. Stop putting the blame. Stop blaming other people at every opportunity. And me and you do this a lot. Me and you do this a lot. Like we'll have like even a small altercation with someone. I'll be like, what could we have done better in that situation? Or yeah. what, what, what personality traits did I show in that situation, which I don't really like, or how would I have handled that better? And we, we analyze and we, we do this a lot, don't we? Um, mm. And you're very good at pulling me up as well. And, and, or just asking me questions to make me think about situations that, that or like different situations, different perspectives, but and it's all in the question. What did you say to me the other day? Um, we don't we don't know the answers until we know the questions. Is it something yeah. like that? You don't know the answers to the questions until you've been asked the questions, which is so true. And we'll see this in coaching all the time because you'll start a session with not know it with a with a client who who's got no direction no clarity feels lost whatever and then two hours later they've got clarity direction and they they know they've got vision and it's not because they didn't know beforehand it's because they didn't know the questions and then you ask the questions you get the answers you create the picture and it's just that it's about it's it, there's no new information there it's just that we've we've pieced the information together and made it made sense it's about the questions. It's about the questions. And the, there's, no there's no new information there. There's just information that we can't see. Would you yeah. like me to share with you what the most exciting part is? Tell me. We're never going to run out of questions, ever. There's always <laughs> new questions. Like, there is. Honestly, there's literally... I, I sound like a right geek. I'm actually yeah, that excited. You are that. a geek. You are a bit of a geek. <laughs> questions geek. If you could see Josh Cheatham's face right now. Yeah, I'm excited about questions. <laughs> Do you know what I used to think of when I was younger? Go on. This is funny. I used to think, do you reckon there's ever going to be a time where we run out of songs that we couldn't create because all the words have been used in that pattern so there's no more formations of words that can be created? Never. <laughs> good, good, great I used to think about that all the time. Like, surely yeah. we're going to run out of ways that we can put together this English language, surely. I just don't think And then are. along comes Baby Shark. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sure and, like, that. someone like that must be... It's weird that you said that, but, like, that just shows, like, there's different frames of language and different ways of describing it, like... But ultimately... Oh, he was about to get philosophical about Baby Shark. Yeah, I actually am in a sense where <laughs> however we describe, however we describe, we've been gifted with, the, with the, this ability to speak, or most of us has. We can speak, we can describe things, and how we describe things and how we, how we describe things are going to create a perspective that we have, and our perspective is going to determine our behaviour and how we react or respond to things. And that's going to make up our state and our state's going to make up the results that we produce in our life. Mm -hmm. The power of language. Thank God for you. We have literally been, this has been a really, really interesting one though, because you know, 
it is about empathy and compassion, but you know what? We've arrived at like extreme ruthless ownership. Like, yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, let's go, let's just finish off with the analogy because we like coffee. Go into a coffee shop, and you, oh, yeah, it's your, it's your responsibility to be sound to the person in the coffee shop. Yeah, like facts. And do you know what, as well, like, it's my sound. QS. But do you know what's funny about that? Like, it, it, stuff like that, for me, those small interactions are, 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 what, are what makes the world go around. Like, I love stuff like that. Like, yeah. I went to the physio the other day and I went, in this, I went into this coffee shop next to the physio. And, you know, it was just a coffee shop in the middle of Manchester, you know, in the north of England. And I just stopped <laughs> talking to these two women and it was just a great conversation. Like, it was just, like, they were interested in me. We just had a really good conversation. And, like, that is a powerful thing. I, I obviously wanted yeah. to go in the video, but I showed, I demonstrated empathy and compassion to just be I with them. In. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and also, I'll just add to that, my experience of my coffee shop, I make it a habit when they say, hi, what can I get you? I always say, hi, how are you? And they'll go, they'll go, oh, I'm good, thank you, how are you? And every time it catches them off guard and then they always smile. So before I even tell them what I want, I'll ask them how they are. And the other day it was actually really funny that this lady cracks me up so much. I I did the hi, how are you? She was like, yeah, good. And then instead of her usually going, what can I get you? She went, where's your friend? And then I went, oh, she's not with me. No, she went, Where, where's your really quiet friend? And I was dying because my friend who, who, who I'm going with, she's the total opposite of quiet. She's actually off a rocker and she's usually like shouting across the coffee shop. So it made me laugh because I was like, I love that she's been like, where's your quiet friend? Um, but yeah, it's in, the, it's in the little things, isn't it? Like, and we've had a little laugh and, um, and yeah, I totally, totally agree. Great chat. Little things. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. a wonderful day, whatever you're doing. Please feel free to reach out if you want someone to ask you some great questions. And if you are obviously looking to do the work, you know, please give us one of us a shout. It'd be really, really interesting to hear your thoughts. And thank Josh you so much. Josh Cheatham Coach. At Josh Cheatham Coach on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. And you can also find me on the wonderful world of Facebook. I thought Have a you one- said you deleted Facebook. No, I've got Facebook. I've just not got the app. Oh, gotcha. All right. Peace out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on our Are You Okay campaign. And I really hope this conversation helps you realise that nothing is out of your reach. If you feel like you are struggling right now, please reach out to a friend, family member or medical professional to seek help. I promise there are so many people waiting for your phone call. If this was helpful, please reshare on your socials and tag at Mindhouse School and don't forget to leave us a review.